Hi, Hi everybody. Hi, Ghosts and Ghouls. This is Nope, I'm Scared. I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. And this All is a spooky podcast and a true crime podcast. I think that pretty Hello. much covers everything. <laughs> you know who we are, you know what we do. Yeah, Josh has been working on the new thing and he, like, okay, so we'll just go into it. I kind of just did that anyway. Um, we're going to actually start posting some of our episodes that we've already done and continuing onto a YouTube channel after, like, they're still going to be wherever you're listening to them, but they're just also going to be on YouTube if you want. So my fiance, Josh, has been working on some background art for us where he's He's amazing. He's going, he is, he's a great artist and he's put us at a table with microphones but around us, he's putting different things that we've talked about or will talk about. That's fun. So he's got, Wait. like, black-eyed kids in there. He threw Slenderman because we covered the Slenderman murders. There's there's Bundy. There's Richard Ramirez, even though we haven't done it yet. Mm, that's um, fun. There's a Winnebago. Um, so there's just a bunch of other stuff in there that's, like, really cool to be putting up, and it's fun. Because, mm-hmm. you know, in, yeah, today's, this, not today, this week's been a rough week, I think, for both me and Ella. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think we briefly talked about it last week that Josh had gotten a job, and we were very excited for him, and then I believe it was Wednesday? That sounds right. Maybe, yeah, I think it was Wednesday, we found out that the job was not a job. It was scammers. I'm guessing that they uh, were fine. Like, our money situation is exactly the way it was before, except that we don't have a job um, to be adding to all of that. And our banks are fine. We, we like, handled it. But, um, yeah, I guess, like, I'm, what we're guessing is that the check that they sent to him wasn't, like, actual money, but because he cashed it and they were able to pull the money back from it that's how they're making their money so they're just getting two thousand dollars from whatever from banks i guess not from the actual people but it was really disheartening and so we've been a bit down the last few days and today was just especially not super fun because We'd had all of these, like, plans of what we would do with their new Mm -hmm. income and, like, the fact that, like, we were finally doing the jobs we wanted to do because we're artists fresh out of college. Like, this is stuff that we're trying to, like, get to on our own. So it's just especially hard to not have that anymore. And, uh... If you guys want to say anything nice to him, he's at Josh Rodriguez Art on, like, I think everything. Um, and he's had a lot of people, like, really good people reach out to him and, like, It's friends. Rodriguez with an S, too, not with a Z. Yeah. At the end, it's an, it's an S instead of a Z. So, we're fine. Our, our, our ego and our feelings are a little hurt, but that's, that's it. <sighs> Um, mm-hmm. so I was, that's my news. I don't really have news, <laughs> for being honest. Yeah, just, just life. 
Just life. Just life being life this week. Mm-hmm. As it does, kicking our asses. So if we seem a little more or less peppy, that's why. We're also kind of that way. We're more of a people that are just like kind of like, hey, whatever. You know, water <laughs> <Sub>. signs. <laughs> <laughs> you know water signs? You know just water explains signs. everything. Hey, I'm I'm throwing the triple Scorpio, so like leave me alone. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Can't come at you for that one. No. But um I have been really excited about doing this this uh episode and I had been like playing with it for a bit. Um as usual, I have no idea what it is. Yeah, we we need to stop saying that because we just stopped telling each other what we were doing. Yeah, I like that at first we were like super interactive and we're like, hey, what do you think about this? And then we're like, no, I'm not telling you. You'll find out later. Yeah, because we're bad at looking things up, so. <laughs> it's true. We do all of our research last minute. Well, no, but I mean, like, if you tell me what you're doing, I'm going to want to look it up. Yeah, same here. So And I want to, like, look up pictures so I know what we're talking about. And, like, and do spoil things. So that's. That's the bigger reason why we, like, didn't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. But okay. I think it's working out pretty well for us so far. I I enjoy it, because then I don't have to, like, think about anything when it's your time to do something. I'm just like, cool. I'll mm-hmm. be there. Let me know when you're ready. Yeah, you're like, I am here. <laughs> I yeah. showed up. Okay, well then, without anything else, since we got all of our little thingies out of the way, um, we'll launch in. Let's do it. Okay, so can you remember, like, what my... No. No, yes, you will. What's my (laughs) favorite place in the world? You should know Um, this. Disneyland. No. In the world, I would pick Disneyland, really? I don't... Okay, how about this? Favorite city in America? New York. Oh my god, do you even know me? (laughs) New Orleans. Am I our mother? I'm just fucking throwing answers out. San Francisco. What was the last one you said? (laughs) New Orleans. Yes, it's fucking New Orleans. (laughs) New York is our mother's favorite place to be. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I'm just naming places you like. <laughs> I I got New- there. I got there eventually. New York is fine. I'm not, a like, a shade thrower at New York. Uh, it's a bit busy, which is nice when you want to do it. But I don't know if I could, like, be in that all the time based off how I was in San mm-hmm. Francisco. Cause yeah, like, for sure. Uh, I want it to be quiet. <laughs> and neither place of those is. Mm-hmm. No, I get you. I get you. But yeah, I love New Orleans, and especially right now, since Louisiana got so beat up by Hurricane Ida, maybe it's a good to like be thinking about them and sending them thoughts and whatever right now. Yes, because that's what we do here. I mean, New Orleans seems like it got off all right, mm-hmm. considering. I mean, everyone there is still without power, as far as I know, and they're going to probably be without power for a few weeks, and so there's, like, a lot of issues with, like, gas and generators and... Because our infrastructure is the best. 
well, I mean, because everyone's comparing it to Katrina, but I'm like, okay, but the reason mm-hmm. that Katrina was so bad was because the levees broke. It's not a necessarily so fair comparison. So I think comparison. Ida was a stronger storm, and there's this much damage even when the levees worked. So that just shows how bad the storm was. But yeah, I love I love New Orleans. I have been twice. I have mostly been within the French Quarter because that's, you know, where you go. The first time mm-hmm. I went, I was 16, and I spent a lot of time there, but obviously not drinking and stuff. But we also went to the Garden District, and I went to the river. And oh, that sounds nice. We, and both times I've driven. I've driven from Georgia in. Because I mm-hmm. went to go visit my friend who was living outside of Atlanta. And the first time her parents, like, took us there because they were cool parents. And they had two goth <laughs> girls who only we're wanted cool to go mom. to New Orleans. I'm not, like, and a regular mom. What? I'm not, like, a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. A cool mom. Yeah. I mean, what else do you do when you have goth girls in 2011? 2012 and i mean (laughs) if you live close enough you might as well man i mean it's not bad it's not a bad drive and if you know me you know that i love car rides i'm like a dog spooky 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 (laughs) so i love our road trips though i i i you know when we had to fix everything for josh we drove almost to fresno and back and like it's not a pretty drive there's not a ton to look at but I don't mind being in a car and just driving. Like, it's kind of nice and quiet. And you just get to, like, listen to whatever you want to listen to and, you know, zone out for a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've both driven in. The second time was definitely more fun because me and Ashley flew to Georgia to see Ellie um, for her graduation. And then the three of us drove... Oh, that's nice. Is that right? I I believe so. I feel like that's right. I don't think me and Ashley drove... No, there's no way. I would have remembered driving cross-country. Okay, so yeah, we flew... I'm guessing we flew into Atlanta, and then we drove somebody else's car. You did. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I don't think I did that, but I feel like... I don't know why I thought we were driving Ashley's car. Oh my god, Ashley's gonna listen to this and be like, no, we did not. (laughs) Um... (laughs) But I mean, you did that trip to Oregon, which was with Ashley's car. That one was was a good bit of driving. But there was like a moment where, like, I scared Ashley while she was driving by yelling surprise at her. Um, And, like, we almost died. (laughs) But that was super fun to drive into the city both times, honestly. And also, we had no air conditioner halfway through the ride with just the girls because we didn't put more coolant in it, I think. Anyway. Alexa. (laughs) It wasn't my car. I didn't have it. I didn't check out the car before we drove it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wasn't my car. Mm-hmm. I didn't think to do it. Normally when people are going to go on a drive, they make sure their car's fine before they do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but, okay. Both times I have been in New Orleans, <laughs> I have done guided tours. I... Mm-hmm. The second time we did a ghost tour where we went to this really haunted bar 
And Dope. there's actually a bunch of different haunted bars, and there's a like honestly, there's so much stories and rumors and myths and legends. So many in All that city. It's fantastic. Uh love it. So great. Um but I have remembered this story since I was sixteen and I took the vampire tour. Oh Lord, here we go. Because we're going to go back to vampires because I fucking love it. We okay. always go back to vampires. Well, I mean, okay. So it's not after, a bad thing. The, it was bound to happen. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially when we live in a country that contains New Orleans in it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone kind of talks about, like, when did New Orleans actually get famous for being, like, a vampire place and everyone kind of links it back to Anne Rice but mm-hmm. there's always like those rumors about I don't know what happened always so, that's what makes it so much fun um and I have a I actually remember that tour very well I don't know why I remember that tour so well but if you guys are more curious about it I can do it. And I can also probably find which tour I did to be like, shout out to them because they were great. I mean, I'm interested. I have a, they gave you these fans because New Orleans is hot and humid and we went in the summer both times. And so they gave you these fans that were like paper cutouts of a skull, which had the name of the tour on it. And I kept it. It's just somewhere in a box. That's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. (laughs) Fun. Fun, fun. Anyway, so I'm going to tell you the legend. What the fuck? Was that a growling on your end? No, it was like someone with a jackhammer or something. (laughs) Right when I'm about to start. I like how you were like, is that growling? No. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was an explosion. Well, it sounded like a dog growling. I was like, is Ollie okay? Ollie's fine. He's asleep. Well, I mean, if I hear an explosion, I'm going to be like, what? It wasn't an explosion. They've done this for, like, days, where they, at random times, do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Okie dokie. <laughs> so, back to my hunch. <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to tell you the legend about the casket girls. About the casket girls? The casket girls. Oh, great. So, Sounds first like I'm going to tell you... First, I'm going to tell you the the legend that I remember and have looked up the story because I did have some holes. And then we're going to talk about what may actually have been going on and a little bit about the history of this situation. And that's kind of it. Okay, let's do it. Okay. So the legend goes on these tours that in the early 1700s, the men of New Orleans, because New Orleans settlers were mostly men, Mm -hmm. um, began to beg for women because they needed brides. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, very on point. So the mayor, and I believe his name was like, uh, I had his name, where is it? Jean-Baptiste Lamoigne. Uh, okay yes french he yeah because we're french in this Mm -hmm. area now 
wrote, he was the mayor or whatever of New Orleans at the time. And so he wrote to King Louis the Fourteenth and was like, please send us some suitable brides so we can <laughs> send appease- us some women, <laughs> basically, so that we can appease these men and it will help and it, it'll be good because it'll help the colony prosper because we can make more babies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, okay. Um, so... He's like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah, so, like, they gathered up the women, and then they put the women on a boat, and then six months later, um, these women stepped off of the ship and into the sun. And then everyone... And they all died. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, but people began whispering because as each girl stepped out, they were as pale as the one before her. So ghosty, ghosty pale, like Snow White in the actual description. I suppose. Like, they just called them pale. Like, they're very, very pale. Um, Mm -hmm. and as these girls disembarked, disembarked, um, the- Disembarked. The I love onlook- you. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you love me because, yeah, I, I, my nose is stuffed up because I don't know why. Allergies, I guess. <laughs> okay. So after the girls disembarked, the onlookers turned to see men unloading crates and goods from the ship. But what was what what was more disturbing was that there were a great number of coffins in the cargo. One for each of the girls who had just arrived. That's so weird! The nuns from the Ursuline convent escorted the girls away, for they were to be in their care until they went into their next homes or husbands. Um, Some say the fate of these girls did not end well, that they were sent into unwanted marriages or abusive husbands, who then left them, and the girls were forced to fend for themselves finding work in sex work. Um, it's said that the king got frustrated with the reports and demanded the girls return to France. And there's also the ru- the rumor that the girls that they sent were actually not pure of virtue, but were, um, they use the word prostitutes, but that's not what we say anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, they had gathered up, you know, sex like workers. Like they had just wanted to get rid of them kind of thing. Or that sex workers had presented themselves differently in order to get a new start to life. Yeah. Um, That's fair. That's valid. And so, at one point, like, where the girls went is kind of a mystery. Some stayed, some vanished. Sometimes I hear that they did go back to France and the new ones came to replace them. That's so weird to think about. Um, but however, when the nuns climbed up to the third floor attic of the convent where they had stored the girls' belongings and coffins, they found that everything was gone. So they just, like, took it and left kind of thing. Um, I mean, that would have been weird because the girls didn't, like, why would the nuns be looking for it if the girls had it? That's true. The nuns searched everywhere but could not find anything belonging to the girls, 
and now they started to fear that the girls had been something other than what they had claimed to be. The word vampire started to whisper around the town, and people began to spread rumors that the convent was now home to the vampire girls living in the attic. I would absolutely watch a TV show based off of this. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I have a diff- I watched a TikTok today that gave me a story idea that I'm playing around with. Nice, nice. Now, why they did this next part is still very rumored. But if you look at the convent, which is huge, like within this small city, it's it's big. Um, I'm looking at pictures. I'm letting you know now. Okay, go ahead. It's not going to show you anything. Okay. Um, the convent, the convent's attic has five shuttered windows, um, and it said that the nuns wrote to the Pope asking for twelve blessed nails for each individual shutter, and locked the door to the third floor. That's they, so weird. They were either to ensure that any girl trying to return for her items could not get in, or even more sinister, to keep whatever lay inside in. Mm. Mm-hmm. To this day, the windows remain shuttered, which is strange in a town that attics need to be aired out in the summer. Yeah. Um, and the fate well, of the casket... hot and humid. Yeah. And the fate of the casket girls has faded into history. Supposedly, in 1978, there were two paranormal reporters covering a haunted house across the street from the convent when they heard this legend and decided to stake it out all night. Their goal was only mm-hmm. to see if the windows would open. They pointed the camera at the third floor and let it run all night until it would eventually stop and go black somewhere in the middle. The next morning, the reporters were found ripped open and drained of blood on the front steps of the convent, posed what? in positions to resemble the sculptures above the doorway to the entrance of the convent. No one has <laughs> found out what happened to them, and now people keep an eye out, lest a window suddenly be open in the third floor attic. That is not where I was expecting that to go, whatsoever. Um, My job, I have I literally mem- dropped to the floor when you were like, and their bodies were found torn apart. I was like, the fuck? I, I mean, that story has stuck with me for almost ten years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to believe it so bad. <laughs> I want to believe it so bad. I remember that the lady who t- took us on this tour told us that there were police records of this event. And oh my god. Maybe I didn't dig hard enough. I definitely didn't go so far as to, like... Because I've been able to get, like, old old newspapers before. I mean, we just did the Phantom Killer, and I was able to dig up all of that stuff. But for mm-hmm. whatever reason, I can't find anything about two reporters... Or two paranormal investigators being ripped apart in 1978. I feel like that is something you would probably be able to find, but unless it's, like, super hush-hush. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is that there's all of these pages and articles talking about the actual facts of this legend and what likely would have happened 
and there's history around it that's just like it's fun but no one has talked about that story right there that part mm-hmm. and i'm just like what happened i mean to be fair new orleans is a very strange and dark place sometimes and you know things happen so who knows mhm so yeah here's a few things that make things weird or discredit the legend um which is Ooh. one that I did not find any police records at all. <laughs> yeah. There's no mention of what Pope the nuns wrote to to ask for the blessed um, nails. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I also, the, like, I do remember that the lady who took us on the tour said that even still, anything that needs to get done to this convent, like, for remodeling or refurbishment still needs to get approval from the Vatican. But I think that's just like Oh how, wow. I think that's just how Catholic works. Maybe. Like, I, I just think that a lot of like you know how like in all those like I mean this isn't like super well you know points, but you know how mm-hmm. in all the conjuring movies, like all of the like um exorcisms need to get approved yes. by the Vatican. So like w- you know, why not? I mean, this just feels a little bit more commonplace than having to go to the Vatican for it. Exorcisms are, seem a little bit more intense. Perhaps. I don't know. So then that's why... Perhaps. Why does this convent need to check with the Vatican if they want to do something to mm-hmm. their attic? And also, why just the attic? I mean, I'm sure it would be more. I But I, again, like I hadn't done like a ton. I was looking into the legend more mm-hmm. than like what does the catholic church i mean control. that's what we do <laughs> i was like i'm looking at the legend it was fun um also why 12 nails mm-hmm. that's Is very it, specific and it wasn't like there was 12 girls either no i think there was supposed to be around 20 to 30 girls but that's like such a weirdly mm-hmm. specific number is it because there were 12 apostles? Is it because there's 12 months in a year? I, you know, there's 12 days of Christmas, right? We are never going to know. So, I mean, I can do some more digging, but this week was a bit. And so... It's been a bit, this yeah. Is, this is what I had. Um, this is what you get from us. According to the actual convent, which is a museum and I think still a church now... Um, which you can go into and do tours, and I did go to their site to see if they addressed this legend at all, and they have no mention of it anywhere. Nothing. It's not in their history. That's so crazy. At all. What? What if someone like dressed up as the tour guides and snuck in, and then what if it was the vampires who dressed up as the tour guides and snuck in, and they were telling you about it? And they were just waiting for you to try and, like, see if the windows were going to move. And then we're going to murder all of you. I don't know. But according to the convent, the third floor is the archive where they, you know, store all their records. Still doesn't explain why you have to get approval from the Vatican. Or why you wouldn't air it. If all of your records are up there, wouldn't you want to air it out? Otherwise, they're going to get all moldy. Yeah, your papers are going to get moldy and... That sounds like a fire hazard. It really does. So, suspicious! The new Nancy Drew book. 
Suspicious. I'm going to Ashes Part 2. I know. <laughs> the case of the on-fire attic. Exactly. Yes, that. Um, But let's go into, like, things that would actually, that would make sense for things within the legend. Okay. Um, but not necessarily make sense in fun ways. All right. I okay. guess. So, the girls being so pale is not very strange, considering they're coming from France, where people are already white. Mm-hmm. And they would have been in a ship for six months, where they would have been mostly below deck the whole time. And they also wore, you know, layers of clothing. Yeah, but, like, they would have been primarily below deck because of two things. Because men believed that pure women shouldn't be on deck, and that also, in general, women on boats were bad luck. I hate men. (laughs) I know. Like, so they would have been, for six months, they would have been below the below deck, not seeing the horizon, to the throes of the ocean, probably very sick from, you know, the waves of everything. Mm-hmm. And so they're probably not doing so well. I mean, I'd walk out of there with either my worst enemies or my best friends. Yeah. Um. Okay. And so then the next part is, if we believe that the translation of cassette... Because they were called like the fil de cassette. Uh, if we meet, if we take the translation of cassette to mean casket, then it's not actually that odd when you're going to sea that you traveled with the casket. Just mm-hmm. in case. If they said that the casket girls were coming and then they show up with caskets and you're like, why are the casket girls here with caskets? No, they called them that after they showed up with these cassettes. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but in those days, it's not like it wasn't super weird for y- you to travel. Like it wouldn't have been super odd for you to travel with a coffin in case you died on the boat. <laughs> what? This is new information. Um, but even that is a little weird because the actual word casket as in, like, coffin, wasn't widely used until, like, the 1800s, like, the mid-1800s. So it was strange that they were calling them the casket girls. Well, because they were calling them cassette, um, which, at that time, probably would have been, it had a meaning more like small box or chest. Mm. Um, okay, I guess that makes a little bit more sense. You would hope that girls leaving France to never return would have brought some things with them. Yes. Still weird that these things just went missing. Yeah, and the fact that nobody knows what happens to the girls either. They Because they didn't really track it, is what I'm guessing. I'm guessing that these yeah. girls got married and they lost track of their names because... Men, um, yeah, because and men. then I don't know why, but if I remember right, wasn't New Orleans not like I know Georgia was like where we sent like where the colonizers who set up the British colonies sent their ruffians, mm-hmm. but why am I feeling like New Orleans was also kind of that area? 
Um, I don't know too much about New Orleans before the War of 1812. Yeah, it's a little strange. Um, but this, I, so this is where I also bring up that this isn't the first time or the first place that people, that France sent girls to. Is France just sending vampires everywhere? Because I am <laughs> Not absolutely on board to get behind that. Not vampires, but they were sending brides. And actually, it was Canada first, where else, like, the oh, people... Canada! The people who settled Quebec, Quebec, you know, in the grand scheme of Western expansion, mm-hmm. um... Also went crying to King Louis the Fourteenth um, for and like, for brides, women. Yeah, be, and all. I mean, like this should go without saying. Be, like we know colonizers are bad, but like if you don't want to hear gross things that we did to people back then, like skip forward twenty seconds or so. But <laughs> um. Like, these, when the men started, like, to ask for brides, it was actually, like, the people in charge being like, hey, you need to send us brides because they're raping all of the native people. Oh, lovely. That sounds about right. Yeah. And they were like, we can't have this. It's not sustainable. We need French women for brides. You need to send it mm-hmm. because they're going crazy and I can't control them anymore. Great. Thanks, guys. Fucking yeah. man. So, like, this happened and it went fine and then there was a different place with, um, like, what is this guy's name? But, like, because, anyway, so, like, when the first, when they were first sent to the Quebec, they were called the King's Daughters. That's the that's a much better name because supposedly when they went out the first time they had picked the best people and they had to meet all this criteria and they basically had to apply and be oh, like wow. it, like you know um not interviewed but like they had to be screened before they were actually sent over there. Mhm. But then that didn't didn't happen the second, For the time, second time in Biloxi. They were sent them there, um, and also the it's bad. Like the first time, I think you needed to be between the ages of shoot. Oh, you had to be between the ages of twelve to twenty five. Oh. That is a really young age range. Mm-hmm. And then in Biloxi, the age range was between between fourteen and nineteen years old. Oh my god. Um, and they needed to make sure, in fact, that they were virgins. Oh, these poor women. Yeah. And so that one was... they. These women were chosen by the then Bishop of Quebec. Get ready for this. Jean-Baptiste de la Croix de Chauvrede. De Saint Vallier. That is the most French name I have ever heard. I read that and I was like, Jean Baptiste, <laughs> of course, of the crown. 
of this, mm-hmm. of that. And I was like, what is your name? <laughs> what? No, he why, just has all these titles. He has Why no do name. you need this many titles? <laughs> I can't. So I think that they're saying that because I believe that Jean-Baptiste also wasn't, like, had started to do the ones for New Orleans, but then, like, he wasn't there. And so it went, it didn't go over as well. Because each time that these women would be sent, they were always suspected of being sex workers in lieu of pure virgins, which Mm -hmm. makes no sense to me. Because men. (laughs) Yeah. I just think that when they got there, I think that these women were told that you're going to be a wife and a bride. And so they were like getting accustomed to that. And then these men probably wanted to keep doing whatever the fuck they were doing. And so they were like, this woman doesn't listen to me. She must not be a real bride. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially... In, men. Yeah, and like I also like just them. as bad was that a large reason that people were so like, we need to get women into New Orleans now is because there was the fear of the men chasing... They called it, I just freaking had it, I swear. Okay, it's that they were um, having illicit affairs with enslaved women and women of Jean Livres de Calot, which means free people of color, and I don't know what that is supposed to mean, because uh, it's 1721, I don't think yeah, you that think was they weren't a thing. Doing- <sighs> but I don't know. Yeah, I maybe, don't believe it was. Uh, maybe things were better <laughs> with the French, but I doubt it. Mm, doesn't seem like it. Um, so but also, it's not like they were going to stop doing that once they got women sent to them. I mean, that's been how it has been throughout history. It never mattered what mm-hmm. they had at home, they were still going to keep doing what they wanted to do. And that's how all of these, you know... Me when planta- mom says we have food at home. Well, and all these plantation owners had these, you know, slave sons. Because mm-hmm. that's what they were doing. And they would treat them just the same. It didn't matter. They were still treated as vile as yep. they treated their enslaved people. So. Yay, colonization. Yay, so great. So great. So, yeah, it seems like the bigger thing here is that they did not want their settlers chasing after women who were not French. (sighs) Yep, sounds about right. So, honestly, I kind of hope that they did send them vampires or they got turned into vampires on the boat and yeah, absolutely. They, got, they all got what they deserved. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of, I'm like, I still want to believe that there's something up there. And, you know, that's the fun of New Orleans, I think. There's probably so many legends that are, like, clearly not true. But you believe them because it adds flavor to the town. Exactly. It's the spice. The spice. The Cajun spices. Mm-hmm. It's what they're known for. It's what they do. Okay. Um. So this is... I'm going to read part of the story because part of it 
seems to be more ghosty than what we're talking about. Dope. But it's like Mitsukre on Reddit, and so it says, We walked through the church inside, read some of the information on the walls, and everything seemed pretty normal. Both of us noted, however, that we never saw any other people touring the convent other than inside the church. As we walked through the smaller rooms, both of us heard loud, heavy footsteps coming from the upstairs, which, as far as I know, is closed off. This is the only part of the story that I'd be willing to admit could have been someone who worked there walking in the in an area guests weren't allowed, but part of me still believes it was something else. The two of us stood there for a few moments in silence, just listening, then quickly decided to move on. From this moment forward, both of us had an overwhelming sense of unease and felt like something was following us through the building. At one point... Mm, no, like you. No. At one point, we were walking down a long hallway with a cross standing at the end, and we both mentioned that we wanted to hurry up and get out. We got through the other rooms quickly and walked out to the courtyard, which is a large, a pretty large square with crosses on the left and right side of a bunch of triangular shrubs that made a, make a little path. The shuttered windows on the convent had been had all been closed when we went in, and I believe are always closed. But when we came out, one of the windows on the upper floor was wide open. Nope. The entire courtyard is also lined with a big wall, but you can see the buildings outside over the top of it. For such an open space in the in a big city, it seemed like we should have been able to hear street noise and traffic, but it was almost silent until we walked out of the gates and back onto the street, where where, where there was definitely a lot of noise going on. Before we left, we thought the front left corner of the courtyard would make a really pretty picture. So I pulled out my Polaroid camera. You about to see some shit. But no picture came out. I checked the back and the roll of film had run out. So I replaced it, forgetting that the next time I snapped a picture, the cover of film would not come out, which is exactly what happened. I tried a third time and finally the film came up and my friend and I waited for it to develop. The photo was completely white and you couldn't see anything in the courtyard, but on the right lower corner of the photo, there was an outline of a bright glowing cross there, and there was absolutely not one in the courtyard. My friend and I quickly Hmm. decided that whatever was happening, I wasn't supposed to have this picture, so we immediately got rid of it once we were outside the gates. I'm still not entirely sure what happened that day, but it was very unsettling and definitely felt like we had experienced something paranormal there. (laughs) That's Jesus saving your ass. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I know it's a rumor, but sometimes those shutters are open and there's never, like, good things that happen when they do. Hmm. I want to go and I want to look at it and I want the shutters to open, but I also don't want them to. I'll go back. I've actually never been inside. I'm curious now. I want to know. The whole curiosity killed the cat thing is me right now. I'm like, I want to know, but if I know, it's going to kill me. I mean, I'm not going to go up there for you. I mean, that involves getting to New Orleans first. I mean, I can pull a whole on... Like, 
I'm a psychic detective thing, like Sean Spencer. I mean, you can pay for a tour to go in there just like those girls did. I don't know well, if it's guided. They're not going to let me into the attic. No, but we could maybe get close enough. I don't know. Maybe. I just don't want to know. But I also don't want to be disappointed if it's just, like, honestly a records room. <laughs> I think I'll let my imagination run wild with this one. So, like, this is this is definitely a legend that have people interested, I suppose is the best way to say it. But mm-hmm. I think that the convent is, like, holding whatever it knows tight. Um... And it may something be something we never find out about, and it may be something that's completely not true. And I just... man, the world remains a mystery. Mm-hmm. I can live with that for now. I mean, it just sounds like we need to go to New Orleans, and I am always down for that. I'm gonna get some daiquiris. So <laughs> excited! We can just table it under the conversations to have a god when to we have die. A, oh, have a god when we die. I heard yeah. Brad. I was like, <laughs> I don't know a Brad. <laughs> yeah, no, we die and we have to ask Brad all of our questions. He's like the HR for heaven. <laughs> the HR from heaven? And he's just, no, and he's just like, I don't know, Brad. Just like, um. That's <laughs> <laughs> like very Brad of you. That's That's great. Mm-hmm. You're like, thank you for this very intellectual answer that I wanted. Be like, are there vampires in the third attic of the Covenant in the French Quarter? It's like, I don't know. What happened to the casket girls? (laughs) You tell me what I want to know. And you've just got like this long fucking list of questions to ask him. He's like, I don't want to be here. I'm going to have like a fucking laundry list. A freaking, like, a hereby sentence you, like, the old English scrolls that they would read before they executed people. Mm-hmm. And it um, just keeps on rolling. Fucking Santa Claus's list <laughs> of things. And I'm just gonna hold up the line because I'm gonna be like, Wendigos? Yes? No? Yes. Great. Okay. Got Who's it. Who's the Zodiac killer? You know, with like... my little feather, feather pen and I dip it on my tongue because that's what they did and i'm like uh, uh, uh. okay yes uh, the next one vampires in the ursuline convent mm? <laughs> can you just the truth about with the that information can you do some of that i know that it's like through you guys so like what did <laughs> you, you do you, like the, you're the management for it but <laughs> i just want to know i mean do i need to like do you need to check with the Pope? Like, I'm fine with that. Who am I going to tell? I'm not, like, you know, <laughs> right, like, I'm psychically dead. powered with my family or anything. And I'm not going to, like, <laughs> zippity-doo-dah down to my sister and tell her and her 80-year-old ears that there's vampires yes. in New Orleans. Yes. Which she's going to be like, I know, it's New Orleans. She's going to be like, I fucking told you! <laughs> There's going to be something we disagree on and you're going to come back from the dead if you die before me and be like, you, I told you. I mean, I think we're both on the boat of there's vampires in the attic, right? Oh, absolutely. And so, so you can tell me I'm wrong, but I choose to live a life that's more fun 
And yeah, it's, it's fun to bad. think that there were vampires in New Orleans. And, and if, then Brad is the HR management of heaven. Yes. And like, yeah. And if it doesn't hurt you to believe in vampires, and maybe, just maybe, I'm right. And it's a good thing <laughs> that I believed all this shit for so long because I'm going to keep us safe. Hashtag final girl. Yes, exactly. Okay. Right, well, uh, before you... we end this episode. Okay. What? No, let's go. Before we end this episode, on a totally unrelated topic, zombie apocalypse, you're stuck in an Ikea. Is it a good place or a bad place? Um, It's a bad place. There is a lot of entryways and stuff, and it's also super big, and you have to go all the way back around to get to the exit, which is always in, like uh, an uh, escalator. Uh, and, yeah, and also the doors don't close, because it's, like, automatic doors. Plus, there's, you know, there's always... I'm sorry, even if, if this year and pandemic have taught us anything, it's that people will always be like, it's not that big of a deal. And so they're going to go to Ikea even when they're saying that there's zombies walking around. And so then, like, there's no way... You'd have to go through the entire store to make sure that there's no zombies in the warehouse... Because Ikea's, like, three stories. You've got, like, the, like, the setup area, the, like, get your things this place, and then the warehouse where the food is. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to go through all of those areas in the back, too, and make sure there's no zombies before you lay down in those beds. Mm -hmm. What, did you think that was a good idea? I think it could be a good place. Uh, I'm not doing that. I'd rather stake out, like, a Barnes & Noble or something. I do love a good Barnes & Noble. Because then I have something thinking... to do, and they usually have a coffee shop in them. Well, because I was thinking, like, in Ikea, you have the beds, but you also have clothes and, like, the bathroom setups. What and... clothes are you talking Oh, because you're the staging? Mm-hmm. And the showroom. Like, and then you've got all of their weirdly large amount of food now. And, uh-huh. like, if you're part of a team that, like, closes at night and you shut down everything and that's when the zombie apocalypse starts, you can just, like, stay in there with your coworkers. I mean, if you're gonna be stuck somewhere, sure, but it's such a big area. And then if you're there with your whole team, that means you have to trust everyone. Even Debbie. Even Debbie. Debbie's even- likely gonna be the one to, like... Even- even Debbie, who's wolves. been with her boyfriend for two weeks and has to go home to him. <laughs> she just can't leave him out there. She has to let him into the store because he knows where she works. Yeah, and Paul, who's a bleeding heart, who has to open the door for, for just the, per- the person that's crying outside. Um, also, like, those, all of those doors are sliding glass doors, so you'd have to barricade it and turn the sensors off. Like, you'd have to do something smart there. Okay, I raise you Costco, because those things are built like fucking warehouses. Okay, Costco, I'm actually okay with. It's also big, but you can climb up them, and so you could sleep, like, up on the racks, so that even well, if a also, zombie did it's no windows, in, and it has those garage doors that you just pull down and lock. That's better. And it has a shit ton of food, clothing, and, like, whatever. And... You can climb up those, like, warehouse racks and sleep at the top like they did in the office. And then even if a zombie does come in, you're three stories up. And it doesn't matter to you because I've got 
you know, aisle 13's, you know, crossbow, and I've taken <laughs> you out. Because <laughs> it's fucking Costco. It has everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. Costco's a great place, okay? When this ends, we ride. <laughs> we go to Costco. And the end, Costco's your end goal. Like, that's end goal. where you're going. Yeah, if this is, if this is, um, what's the zombie movie? Zombieland? If this is Zombieland, my dream is to go to fucking Costco. Honestly, that is a solid goal. Absolutely could see Zombieland doing that. And, like, even if I get to the Costco and it's, like, swarming with zombies, I will fight my way in because I know what's inside of it is worth it. Yeah, and they're not going to give a crap about, like, the food or the clothes or anything. They're just going to be in the Costco. Mm-hmm. And don't they sell, like, bikes and shit, too? So you can still make a quick getaway if you need to? Okay, why? How did we get onto the zombie conversation when we were talking about casket girls? I don't know. I was talking about it with mom because we were in Ikea yesterday, so oh, <laughs> I was <boy>. like, <laughs> we were theorizing. I think it's like, I think it would be a good place, but we need to ask Alexa because she always has her theories. Because I am deathly, deathly afraid of zombies, so I have to. See, this goes back to the fucking casket girls. I'm afraid of this shit, so I have to have, like, an escape plan. If it happens. So mm-hmm. if there are zombies in the third story of the Ursuline convent, I'm going to choose to believe in it because I'm afraid of vampires because they're not Twilight. That's stupid. They're not going to be bedazzled. <laughs> I know what you are. Say it out loud. <laughs> oh, my God. I keep seeing these super great, like, Twilight spoof TikToks that are fantastic. They're so good. So fantastic. So good. Someone, I just saw somebody got a tattoo that says, Bella, where you been, Loka? And like showed all her friends, and all her friends were very disappointed in her. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna believe. I'm gonna believe that they're in there. Maybe not all the casket girls were vampires, but at least. At least one of them was. <laughs> the ones who made the trip were the vampires. <laughs> Everybody else died. <laughs> Everyone else died and then you just shoved the casket overboard. I mean, it bears something because, like, these girls showed up first. And then, then people started writing that, I mean, maybe Anne Rice found out about the casket girl's myth. Or legend. Honestly, and she probably respect. was like, that's how vampires traveled they pretended to be dead people going back home makes sense life's easier we'll eat rats you didn't read the books did you huh you didn't read the Anne rice books did you i did not i gifted them to you because you grew up after twilight died down and so you weren't there for the ya vampire craze Okay, that's not true, because I grew up with you, and you were heavily into the Twilight phase, so I grew up with the Twilight phase just as a younger viewer of Twilight. Yeah, but, like, okay, like, now if you go to Barnes & Noble, to the, like, YA section, everything is pretty, um, what now? Like, what's the subject matter? Is it gay? Gay. Is the, is the subject... <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying. But, like, if you... So look at your fictional Barnes & Noble like, young adult section right now and see the rainbow and then, like, go back to 2010 and it was all vampires. All vampires and then you had the Hunger Games and Maze Runner. 
So like that's that's what so it went it was like diversion. We, we had the whole fucking paranormal spew. Okay, it was it started with vampires and then there were werewolf books, not as many, but still. And then we got fairies and we got fairy books Ooh, and then we fairy got books ghosty so much books. Fun. We got like girls who were ghosts. We had like monster books. We had ghost vampire books. We had you had the whole mashup books like. The Shadow Falls book or whatever it was called, and you had yeah. all of them. And there was like paranormalcy. Those you books. Got fucking like there was witches. The fucking Claudia Gray books that I cannot remember the title, but I remember her name. It, it, that's the author. And so we had all of those books come out, and then I think Hunger Games happened. Then it was like fuck it, we're going apocalyptic now. And so then you got your <laughs> divergence. You got your the hate you give. We got. All of those things. And so I grew up in like peak paranormal young adult time. Probably started with Harry Potter and took off afterwards. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And then I grew up with we're taking down the government vibes. And and like, uh, yeah, pretty much, I guess. Because Hunger Games came out when I was 10, which is when I first started reading it. And like you guys, you also got like a lot more. um, You also got a lot more relationship books like you guys got like to all the boys so i've many. loved before so many and all of that stuff which really wasn't as big when i was around it was a lot of paranormal adventure books so with the exception of twilight which kind of boosted the romance genre yes but like because i was super big into like lj smith who wrote the vampire diaries and mm-hmm. the secret circle the, and so, the Night World books. And we I also grew up when the True Blood books were coming out, like, normally. So, like, we also Wasn't were... also when Teen Wolf started airing as a TV show, too? Uh, I think so, yeah. So, like, it just... It was everywhere. And also the Vampire Diary. Vampire Diaries was earlier, but it didn't get... Once it got picked up by the CW, it really went, like, along with stuff. And then I remember being really mad because Elena wasn't supposed to look like that. And uh, and Bonnie wasn't supposed to look like that. But, like, Just it's fine. Thing. It's fine. Um, Bonnie ended up being, like, I think better at the end of the series than she did in the books or something. But it would have been nice to see a really cute red-headed druid girl. It's fine. Oh, that would have been. Um... But like that's that I think that's one of those those shows that like really took its source material and just like took off and like didn't mm-hmm. it wasn't bad either like some things took off with it and it was like this makes zero fucking sense like Riverdale I'm sorry what the fuck is going on <laughs> um so this has been a very rambly episode I think we needed it though. But, I mean, none of it was super unspooky. Yeah, no, we, we kept talk, it vaguely on the topic of vampires. We talked about vampires, and then zombies, and then back to vampires, and books. I mean, whatever. Um, I mean, we are also in a vampire D&D campaign. We are playing Curse of Strahd, so there's that. And I'm a blood hunter, and Ella's a mean druid. A bard. I'm a... I'm not a druid. Okay, a bard. Excuse you. A drow. (laughs) That's why. That's why. It's because you're a drow. There we go. It sounds like a druid. It does. And I was going to be a druid. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no, no, I want bagpipes. (laughs) 
Well, um, since we'll wrap it up now, if you have stayed, not stayed, unless you're a casket girl, <laughs> write in, please. Um, if you have been to the <laughs> If Ursuline, you're a casket girl, please. <laughs> please phone in, please. Um, you, we haven't put our number anywhere, but you'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> we know our names. Uh, yeah, you can find us. <laughs> we're not hiding. Uh, if you've been to the convent, please tell me what happened. If you've also been on the Vampire Tour and remember it just as much, or not as well, and you would like to know more, write about it, and I'll tell more <laughs> things that I remember. Because, like, honestly, I could spend a lot more episodes doing Legends of New Orleans, because... And I'm sure we uh, will. The queen that she is. Um, the queen, I mean, that's what she is. Yeah. If you have other vampire stories or paranormal stories or ghost stories or hometown murders because there was a murder briefly touched upon in this episode which i will tr con continue to try to figure out about because i've had questions for 10 years but um so you can do all of those things and send them to nopeinscaredpodcast at gmail.com and otherwise ella you can chat with us, like us, follow us, shoot us a DM, whatever you feel like. On our Instagram at nope underscore I'm underscore scared. We're always happy to talk with you guys. Mm -hmm. And yes. you can rate, review, whatever, subscribe to wherever if you can. <laughs> I can subscribe. I mean, I know you can follow on Spotify. Um, we're know. gonna actually have to start saying that if we do YouTube. <laughs> like and subscribe. Are yeah. we okay? Are we going to do videos? Um, if by popular demand, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I mean, it gives me an if excuse you want to, to put do videos, on. Chat with us. Let us know. Um, and if you start to see ads on our episodes, uh, sorry, not super sorry. I do need money. <laughs> We do. <laughs> we do. So We broke ass bitches, guys. We're, we're, we're young, okay? <laughs> Have pity on the young ones. I'm 25. <laughs> Ella's 17. So we're just out here trying. And we were having fun. And we're still having fun. But we need a little help. We need to <laughs> have a little help money. to keep having fun. Because equipment is expensive. <laughs> I mean, also, if we get, you know, get money from people, we can start a Patreon if we want to, and get new I microphones love, and a new setup. I'd love to be able to send little, like, boo bags, like, of ghosty <gasps> That's things. That's so cute! Because you guys are like a little ghosties. handwritten note. So, yeah, if we have some more interaction, we'd be able to do more things back, so... That would let's, be amazing. Let's grow the community, and if you guys see it, like, hopefully... Just don't be mad at it. And if you pop over onto YouTube and do it, please subscribe and sit through the ads as much as that's annoying. Because um, it'll help yeah, us. Come, yeah, come join us, ghosts and ghouls, on this bumpy ride we call life. Yeah, this this podcast can be whatever you guys want it to be. Like, if you guys want that's us to do silly videos and stuff, we'll put them on the YouTube channel. Whatever. I, I mean, I'd be down. All right, well... Thanks for listening. Thank um, you. We will definitely have a more organized episode next week. <laughs> we we will do better. It's been a while since we've rambled, so forgive us. That's true. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye.